me and guys, me and Mike are again separate, separated at birth. Um, <laughs> recording. The um, most true statement ever spoken. Separated at birth. <laughs> because um, you know that's just how sometimes the cookie crumbles and our schedules. And you know what? It's fine. But we're we're dealing with it. We're doing it. So, but this was kind of a last minute thing. So Mike does it. We're not drinking the same things. Yeah. But. I think you would like the beer that I chose for this week. It, do you know those um things? I'm like obsessed with them. The Brookstone things, Brookside, Brook. Oh, um, like, like uh, yeah, like the chocolates with, with that, like the pomegranate, the pomegranate or like yeah. the, the I don't know elderberry or whatever the other thing, blueberry and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what this tastes like because it's um well to me it tastes like because it's it's a stout with chocolate and raspberries. Yeah. So. It tastes like that to me, and I'm like loving it. Oh. See, you yeah. you picked two dark ones back to back. Yeah, we're getting like into dark, dark beer dark season. Ones are more like foody food, food. Next week, next week, I, or whenever the next episode, I won't pick a. I'll try not to pick a dark one. No, I mean, just, I mean, we're ending on a, on a high note. Like our food month is ending is ending. I feel on a high note. Yeah, but also like the dark beers, they're more like. Um, with the season, like this, it is darker beer season. Yeah. And so be glad I'm not giving you this in freaking June. <laughs> you would never. I would, know, I, would never. I, would, I would know something was seriously wrong <laughs> if you, like, you presented a dark beer in the middle of summer. <laughs> um, I will say I texted you because I was in the liquor store last weekend and they have a whole display of Christmas beers out, Christmas beers, meaning that it's just like literally just like the design is Christmas on the containers. Wait, I did buy, um, I bought a beer when I went to the liquor store this time. I bought a beer for a podcast coming up that is a Christmas beer, uh-huh. um, but I've tried a sip of it. Oh no! Because Vin had one, and honestly, I was like a little disappointed. But we're still gonna do it anyway, because you know we still gotta do the good, the bad, the ugly. Of course, we gotta drink. We gotta drink it. We gotta watch it. Yeah, and I still have the beer that um, I still have your case that I bought that one time of the beer oh, that, yes, of the yes. other beer that we are also doing for the pod. But that beer. Um, I actually saw it. There's like a liquor store near where I work, and I saw it there, and I was like, "Do I buy more?" Like, maybe. But I don't remember how much I really like it. <laughs> the woman did tell me that it was flying off the shelves, and then I went in yeah. this past weekend, and there was many of them. <laughs> okay, yeah, I bought of that beer, guys. We're talking about Ma- the Mad Elf, yeah, by Trogues, which, like, if you know, like, if you know anything about the beer world, you know that that it's only like seasonal, blah blah blah. It's like high percent and whatever, but it um. I bought my dad like a a bottle of it. Like there's, it was like a a certain um like limited edition like bottle of it. Mm. And I don't think he's ever drank it yet. And I'm like, I don't think it's like wine where you can like sit on it for a year mm. and be cool with it. Yeah, but probably not. I also don't know. I should see if he actually ever drank it. I'll text him later. Um. Yeah, my, because we bought two, we bought three of them. Because mm-hmm. of the woman, I bought one for you, and then one for like myself, God. and then and then my dad bought one um, uh-huh. because the woman had said that they were flying off the shelves. Um, yeah, and we were in a manic state, so we just purchased. <laughs> purchased and I believe them. anything that people tell me when it comes <laughs> yeah. to that kind of stuff, especially because like it was. I mean, like we're still in that area where it's like things are probably gonna shut down again, so it's yeah. like get it, get it while it's hot, like get it while you can, type of thing. 
Can can I say something? Like I feel like people have completely forgotten about Thanksgiving. Like, and I know that every year it's like early and earlier people start putting up their Christmas decorations and stuff like that. But I, th- the day after Halloween, I saw people like decorating their houses, doing all this Christmas stuff, and I was like, "Am I gonna be late? Like, do I?" So this week I just started putting Christmas. I bought Christmas decorations and putting them up because I'm like. Am I, I feel like I'm missing out on something, and I things are late. But in my family, in my house, in my home, where I grew up, we would we would put everything up like the day after Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, I mean, I this house they would put the tree up on Chris. I've like put the tree up with them on Christmas Eve. I think Sam did that too. That's shocking to me. Which I feel like is honestly a waste. <laughs> yeah, because you're literally just taking it all down like the next day. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, I mean, I I do feel like, I mean, also, too, like, Thanksgiving is sneaky sneaking up on us. It is, like, two weeks from today. Like, literally. As you all know, it's... Thanksgiving is, is always the last Thursday of um, November, not, like, Halloween when Harley said that one time that, thanks- that Halloween was always on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh-huh. But let's talk about how fast it's been. We don't we we missed August through now. I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I feel like I don't remember September at all. Mm-hmm. I don't remember August. October I remember a little of, but not really. I'm gonna tell you what I remember about August. Let me think. I'm gonna think back. Um, I remember going to dinner for your birthday, and then it raining. Um, yeah. and then the power going out and playing Bananagrams. Um, I remember going to Vermont in August. Uh, I don't remember anything about September. I don't I went to a, I went to Aruba and that's the oh, only that's thing. Right. You went to happened. Aruba. <laughs> um, Which I feel like didn't happen. Like, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, that honestly feels like a fever dream. Like, that feels like... Fake. <laughs> like, I don't know if you actually. Yeah, like, everything is still still like fake. Like we come back and like obviously we're still in a pandemic and like there it still was a pandemic, but their numbers apparently have gone down like a lot. Like I think the parents are going to go back there. Um, soon, Good, get out like, now, honestly. Yeah, but um, like apparently when we were there, they had like a thousand cases total, and now they have like a hundred or less or something like that. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I, I I wish that the U.S. could be similar. But they, because it's like they're, I don't know, they're being really smart with testing, I guess, and like, but their whole thing is their entire economy. Yeah, is tourism. Is on right? tourism, so they need to try to do something and be careful about it, but, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. That is honestly crazy. Um, I I just, like, I can't fathom that Thanksgiving is, is this close, and I, I mean, I know I said this before on the pod, but, like, we're gonna, before we know it, it's gonna be one year and we're gonna be in the pandy, and that's just, like, what it is. Yeah, no, that's the truth. Like, it's literally, I'm not surprised about it. I am I am surprised, though, when I'm, um, me and Vin were watching, uh, what's the Patriot Act or whatever, the show, okay, with what's his name? I can't think of his name. Um, Hassan. Oh, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, so we were watching that, um, and... There, he's like talking about the pandemic and he was like oh like remember these things and it was like it was like Judy Dench 
doing the dance with her grandson on TikTok. And I was like, I, and I was like, that was like a fever dream. I was like, I feel like I could have made that up. I feel like I could have made that up. I was like, remember all the things that were just happening in the pandemic? And it was like every five minutes, something was new. Like, remember, like, yes, Tiger King. But Tiger King was this year. Uh Tiger King only came out like six months ago. More, I mean, like nine months, maybe. No, like six, I don't remember. Maybe like nine months. But still. It was the very beginning. Yes, but but like, do you remember? I'm like, like we've watched so much content that it's just gone. Um, So. Remember when all the celebrities sang Imagine in in that video? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that that honestly also is a fever dream. Um, this is also why we have. This is like why we also need to like see each other soon because I I like to go over all of the things that I sent you via. Twitter. You send me, yeah. Um, I don't look. I'll just like honestly like I'll just like get drunk on the weekend and then I tweet like twelve things and then I don't. Your energy, your energy this past weekend was was big drunk <laughs> drunk mom energy when you were like reef doing yourself in front of like videos on Instagram. <laughs> it was like really Well I just realized I just learned how to do that on Instagram so I wanted to do it. I was I thought that was like only a TikTok thing that and I'm like obviously too old for TikTok but then I figured out how to do it on Instagram and I was like truly obsessed with it. It was so funny to me because there's not there's no sound either, <laughs> so it's literally just you. Like, okay, guys, Joe Biden won the election. Whatever, you, however you feel about it, this is what it is. Whatever. Um, but I sent Harley a video of Luann going from the Real House, from the Real House of New, New York, going feeling Joe Biden, and it feels so good. And yes, it was only on her Instagram story, and yes, I screen recorded it because I needed to keep it forever. And yes, I had you email it to me because I can't get videos over text messages. Yep, because I sent it to Harley via DM, and then she said, "I need this immediately. Email it to me." Um, and then she reposted it. She she posted it and then posted herself being Luann in front of it but there's no sound so it just is Harley with a wine I'll glass post it, I'll post it with um, the, the post this week for yeah. the Instagram yes so. you should uh, it has been um, a good week since the last time we spoke for for us personally I will say yeah, yeah. Um, but also Kat Cohen tweeted uh Watching the other Nexium doc at 8 a.m., not above it. <laughs> Which I guess is a good segue. Should we go? Should we move into Colt Corner? Colt Corner, yeah. All right, Colt Corner, guys. Um, where, who has a stars account that I can use to watch this four-part Nexium doc about India? I don't know if I have stars, but my parents, I think, definitely have, like, um, like, get stars on the TV to watch it. Well, then you can probably access it using the same account. I need to figure that out. You I will need to figure, figure that out. out. You know I'm bad with I know. <laughs> You're going to have to reset the password. Um, no. uh, okay. So, cult corner. If you find out about your stars thing, um, because then I'll come over after I do after myself quarantine and watch it with you. It's only, okay. it's only four episodes. Okay. That um, sounds good. Yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure that out this weekend. Just also text me and remind me because <laughs> I probably won't remember. Um... Also, I want to watch this Oxygen, um, uh, like, two-part docuseries about uh-huh. about Jehovah's Witnesses. 
Okay, I'm into that too. Um, I'm into all of this, all of this. I like, know. All of it, I'm into. So, okay, what do you have to say? What else do you, do you have anything else to say about Cold Quarter? I'm watching the, I'm, okay, so I watched the first season of the Leah Remini Scientology stuff. Um, and then I'm rewatching the first season now. Some of the stuff I remember, like I remember, um, the, I like vaguely remember the stuff like with the brother and his twin. Um, I remember that story. I remember the story about like the mom, uh, and how she was like trying and trying to like make it okay, like for her family. And then they finally were like, well, you're a suppressive person. So you need to leave. And then the son was like, well, I'm never talking to you again. Um, I, like, vaguely remember this stuff, so I'm getting into season two, like, now. I watched the first season. Um, and I'm, like, very... I'm more into the Scientology stuff now than I was probably, like, when I first watched it. Um, yeah. It is... And I was texting with, with, like, with you earlier. I know you're farther along than I am, but, like, if you want to talk spoilers, we can talk spoilers, because, like, I'm going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy to me that one people are still i'm assuming still joining this thing and like more people are not and they talk about it in the doc about like how you're taught when when you join that like everything is fake everything that you hear bad about the church is fake um so like it makes a little bit more sense but it's cuckoo crazy that people are still joining it people are still that's like even still a thing because it's, yeah. there's so much information about that's, how yeah. bad it yeah. is. That's not like my whole thing about like how Comnexium can be taken down, but they, but but to um, Scientology can't. And but like okay, once or maybe not. Oh, I'm like mixing. Okay, so I'll get to the Scientology thing, and then I have another thing that's like relevant to Cold Corner. Okay, but is like Cold Corner adjacent. Okay, but. Yeah, so, like, it doesn't make any sense to me other than what you said last week, that they have so much money or so much power that they have people in these positions. Yeah. Um, in season three, they do have, like, an ex-FBI agent come on and, like, and like talk to him. Mm-hmm. There's, like, this, the, the later episodes in the season three, they, like, have, like, a, basically an open forum, which it's, like, a lot of the people you saw in season one and season two are there, mm-hmm. plus a bunch of new people, and they're all talking about a lot of different stuff, and, like, Season three, season two and season three, like, hit a lot upon, like, child abuse and, like, um, sexual, like, har- like harassment and, like, things like that of, like, children uh-huh. and things like that. Um, so it is, like, definitely, like, more, you're, like, what, you- one, it's, like, so unbelievable that a parent, like, what can, like, can make a parent be, like, I need to leave my child, especially when it's, like, sea work stuff, yeah. when it's, like, I need to leave my child in this organization, never ever see them for the greater good. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't, like, I don't have the mindset of, like, that right. stuff, and, like, I don't think, like, I don't think I would be able to fall into, like, a cult kind of, like, mentality like, 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 however Scientology, like, right. situates it. I mean, I'm sure there's other things that I could be, like, again, manipulated, brainwashed into. Because, like, like, it's a whole technique on how, yeah. how you do it. It's not, one, you have to be susceptible, but two, it's also how it is. It's also, it's just, like, and I know we say this, like, every time about, like, Nexium itself, the way it was presented on, like, how outwardly facing was very much like a 
like, I don't know, like a self-help thing. And yes. that, that I understand more. And they're talking about it in, in the season finale that I'm watching of the first season. They're talking about how, like, um, like, reporters would be like, well, the biggest thing for us that, like, keeps us wanting to write about it and investigate it is because no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like, no one knows yeah. what, what you're doing. You just keep saying yeah. all this stuff. And then we ask you to elaborate, and then you don't. And then it's like, okay, well, that's weird, because uh, a religion, a church, any type of organization should be able to present what they're, yeah. what, what they're doing. And, yeah. and like, I've watched this whole first season, and I've listened to many, many podcasts about Scientology, and I could not tell you, like, really, like, the ins and outs of it. I, like, understand somewhat of it, but then, like, when Leah Remini's pulling out books and she's talking about how, like, it's... that I also don't understand how anyone can afford this. Exactly. Like, you can't. You, like, don't... You live off nothing, and, like, like all you spend... All, that's they, the whole thing. I, they might get it... It might be in season two where they get more into it, but they say the people who, like, are your registrar, who, like, they... T you go in, you take the free, like, self-examination thing. Not self but the, the stress test, they call it. Mm -hmm. You get the thing. They tell you, oh, you, you should do this course and this course because you have, like, the, like, mal, like, mal something, this, that. And it basically means, like, you think bad things about people. But they just make up. They just tell everybody, like, the, the same, same shit. shit yep. And then they say, oh, okay, like, you should do this course and this course and this course. And then they go and take you to, like, a registrar person. And the registrar, like, is like, oh, so it's going to be, like, I worked in a restaurant, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, but it's like them, like they have to like sign up and pay for these courses and things like that. And sometimes people will be like, "Well, I don't have like five thousand dollars or like whatever it is yeah. for these courses." And they are like, "Okay, well, like, what's your credit card?" They're like, "Oh, like, well, my credit card limit's not even that." Yeah. And they know how. You know yeah. how to what to tell you if you're on the phone. Yeah. They tell you like what to say to your people your credit card company to extend your thing they know how to take out other credit cards like get other cards just for you yep and things like that so you can take out stuff so they're just like putting you in debt yeah but it's like they're getting fake money anyway yeah like yes well that's like the whole thing is that um it's like i just like i don't know like like to me nexium i i understand a little bit more how people like can, I agree too. I can get involved yeah. with it. Scientology. It's like one if you're joining now. I don't. I don't understand how you're how yeah. how. And two, I don't understand how. It's it's the, the things that that they're talking about and the basis of it is science fiction. It's like not. It's not like real stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's like it doesn't it doesn't click in my head. Whereas Nexium, it was more like well. Why do you have anger issues? Maybe you have anger issues because of the stuff in your past. Like, and yeah. it's a little bit more like therapeutic in that way. Where Scientology, it's like, okay, but the aliens, and then we're all trying to get to go clear, and you got to read this book a thousand times. But then, but then once you're done with it, and after you've paid us a hundred thousand dollars, that book is oh, there's a reprint. There's a reprint. You there's gotta a reprint. Buy it you got to buy the new book. And and I know that you just went from like level. You're you're following the bridge to go clear, and and. I, I know you made it all the way to level eight, but actually everything that, that you did is null and void now because we had to like fix this one sentence. So you got to go back to level zero. It's like, yeah. it's like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me how you're in it and, you're, and you're not like questioning it. Just be like, literally like, fuck this. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not I wouldn't have the attention span to be that 
dedicated to anything, to be honest. But okay, so yeah, so I'm also I'm watching. I'm into the third season of that, and it's it talks about like the Danny Masterson stuff, and which is like why like wild and i didn't really i knew that the, the allegations i didn't really know that he was a scientologist that i guess i knew but I, again i wasn't really i thought i was like scientology like lol tom cruise john travolta lol yeah. like whatever i didn't realize it was what it is but i but i think um, like too that that that's i mean mike mike the guy mike in it talks about how like they use celebrity they use celebrity and also too like I, I, it's not that they don't care about the negative press, but it, if people if people like can just be like, oh, lol, like Scientology, like that's a cult, yeah. then that's like the least of their issues. Like they yeah. want, they don't want the other stuff. They don't want people to talk about how they've been separated from their families, how they disassociate yeah. from their families. Like they don't want to talk how they force women, force women to have abortions because like otherwise yeah. they would have to leave. Like that's the stuff that they don't want them to talk about. They don't care if like we're on a podcast being like, oh, LOL, Scientology, like what even is that? Like yeah. they, don't, they don't want you to talk about like the actual fucking issues and the fact that they are tax exempt, tax exempt because they're considered a, a religion. Well, the thing is, not every religion is can be tax exempt. This right. is what in, in the third season they kind of she goes into this like not, but it's like if if the religion is providing like resource free resources to the community to this, they have to you have to meet a certain standard. Right. And that's Scientology. What they do, they have all this money and they just build this build real estate that nobody uses. But they say, oh, what's the center? You can mm-hmm. go in it, like do whatever. So that's why basically they're tax exempt. Right. So anyway, veering from Scientology, um, I've been listening. So I was listening to the uh, the Mormon mm-hmm. LD, LDS, whatever the, the that podcast. Right. And so it's a part of like this podcast group by Stitcher called Witness Docs. And so the I had heard a part of one because they always do like a little preview thing of all the other ones, mm-hmm. and that's the same one that Heaven's Gate thing is in, yeah. Too. Um, so, um, it's called The Dream, and the whole first season is about multi-level marketing companies, um, and it's, like, really interesting, so I did the, like, last week I listened to, like, the whole first season, and, like, how it, just, like, like, it's very informative, too, it's, like, very informational, like, they, like, interview both sides, they have someone on their team join one, Uh and, like, basically saying how, like, it's so impossible, but the whole thing is that they give people these, like, like dreams Mm -hmm. and like how but like or like this like wish like they sent one of the girls to like this um conference so she can like she's supposed to learn how to like get better at it and like do more with it and literally she was just like people were like i my husband is dying and i'm like doing this so i can pay more bills but it's like they're paying like thousands of dollars to do it and then they barely make the sales and basically like the whole thing with it like pyramid schemes and everything it being bad it's like it's if you're in a closed system so it's basically a closed system is like if the people who are like in your workforce are the only people buying the stuff yeah. and they're like buying it to either like make a, a especially if they're buying it to make a like a set in place um what's it called um like sales goal mm-hmm. like you have to, like a minimum like you have to do that like that's illegal because you're literally you ha- just ha- are like tricking these people into like buying stuff and there's like not even products are being really sold. Yeah. So, like, but there's, like, a lot of things that you, like, wouldn't 
I mean, not wouldn't think that were like MLMs, but they they are, yeah. and they talk about Nexium a little bit in one of the follow up bonus episodes that came up because this came out like in 2018, the first right. season. Um, and they like talk about Nexium, and they talk well, then they talk about how I don't know if it was like even more recent that they let this one out because they they talked about like I heard them say like the, the 120 years or whatever, so it probably was recently that they did the update yeah. for the thing. But then their second season is. It kind of goes off. So the girl who is the the host of it, basically the reason she does she does it, she's from like this like little t- like like kind of hickey town in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like pretty like impoverished things like that, and like so. But a lot of people in their community like fall into these MLMs and mm-hmm. things like that. And she has family members. So the first one, she's like interviewing people in the community and her family members, things like that, and then. I don't know. I talked about the MLM thing and when I watched the Unwell documentary on, yeah. on Netflix and they, it's like Young Living Oils and doTERRA, they're both um, essential oil things um, and they're, they're MLM, basically nobody makes any money really unless you're like the 40 top people but then there's like thousands and thousands of people underneath you but her, her family like sells them like her grandma or like they are like devoted they think that the essential oils work so the whole second season is about wellness mm-hmm. and this the girl who hosts it is she's kind of annoying in the beginning because she's like anti-wellness and she like doesn't believe it like the other guy who is like the other producer is like yeah i like crystals like and i like i like buy them based off like when i go to the store what the girl tells me and also what i read mm-hmm. and i get them and like one they look pretty and like sometimes i get them because i feel like they're a good mantra and she, and she was like literally like he is really stupid guys right like in the pockets and i'm like okay that's different that's like, different that's than, like that's different. she was like she was like she was like you know you can literally get the same same thing like having like a mantra things like that if you just write in a journal and i was like to each his own right for this. yeah but I thought that I would recommend the podcast, but like that girl's pissing me off in the second season. Can you say the name of it again? It's called The Dream. Um, and you could get it on Stitcher. It's on Spotify and stuff too. But, um, but, but it goes really into like all these, like wellness is such a hip thing now. And I am for one, someone who has given in and been very interested into the whole thing Mm -hmm. but the the bulk of their season talks about like dietary supplements which are like anything from vitamins to like powders and like all of this like stuff and how unregulated they are and how like there's all this like legislation like that's like basically was put in place like by lobbyists of the dietary so like you don't know like you can go buy like even a bag of turmeric which is like a spice essentially but it's like now has been like oh there's so many wellness things you don't know what's in it yeah. they're not they have no right to tell you what's in it any sort of powders you get anything like that there's like no regulation even vitamins even probiotics they literally like are not tested that's crazy. nothing is tested like it's like wild i want to throw i'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna throw half the stuff that i have away because i just like and never going to use it again. Right. Um, as much as they're like the, F- as much as everyone is like the FDA sucks and, and they're not even good at like regulating stuff. They're like much better at regulating like food and even the drug. The whole thing is like talking about wellness. A lot of times people go towards wellness when they have like some sort of underlying like health issue that in the, the, the normal medical industry like they're not getting the help that they need like a lot of people with autoimmune diseases like fall into this category um and 
like, but then they start taking, doing all these different, like, holistic, more so, like, supplement kind of things. And sometimes, one, sometimes they do it without, like, professional, like, opinion or professional help. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're also, it's like, you don't really know what this, like, what you're ingesting sometimes. And that kind of scared me. So I just would say if anyone is, like, really into, I thought, like, I don't think I'm going to like totally like there's certain things that I think I will still like, I'm still going to use turmeric. I'm mm-hmm. still I honestly did cooking and stuff. And like, there's definitely some, and I think again, to each his own, if you think going to a sound bath makes you feel better and that's worthy, worthy for you do it. Yeah. Like, but I do think like when it comes to like the certain things we put in our body and things like that, like maybe I would, if you're into wellness at all, like I would just listen to it. Or if you're a skeptic, I would listen to it. Cause it definitely gives like, good both ways yeah that's what i've been consumed with um i think it's also like super i would love a podcast or like just some type of something about like how sometimes what did you call them mlms mlms do diverge off into cult territory like 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 how how it separates you know what i mean because it's not like it's not like every i mean mold like pyramid schemes and stuff like that are like awful and like take advantage of uh like the middle the, I think, the middle I class think it's, i think it's more times than less it's either like like a nexium where it does sector off it's not the entire thing is a cult mm-hmm. like it's just it, it it's interesting because it's the higher up people who right. got sucked into this like cult aspect of it because i wouldn't say if i went for Let's say I did a one five day and then I liked it again. And I did like a week thing, but then I was like, whatever. I'm not. That's not right. being in a, in a cult. And even with Nexium, when they talk about it, they say like they did. So many people did the first thing, but really the people, the main people who were in it doing everything was like a group of like two to five hundred people. It right. wasn't right. massive, but I do think that a lot of these other MLMs like really do focus it and like make it be like a. Um, like uh, like oh well, you're a tribe we're a team like a lot and a lot of it is geared towards women yeah. so it's like a lot of it, like girl girl boss like things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and that's that's so in a way not being like that's a cult mindset but it is very much like you can do it and then like you need to sell this like don't put in one of the things they looked into this um the one that they sent the girl to be in in the like and she went to the conference for it and things like that like, as the podcast came out, they were like, oh, yeah, so we, like, reached out to them a bunch of times to, like, speak to us. Or, no, they, we didn't, they were like, we didn't reach out to them because it would have been unethical if we're literally, like, investigating their company to be like, hey, listen, like, let's, let me talk to you because we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. And the, the lady emailed them, who's the owner, because I guess she heard the podcast or got wind of it from somehow somehow it was like if you guys would have just like asked me to talk, to talk to me about it, like, I would have been happy, like, blah, blah, blah. And then basically, like she she does these like Instagram live things, like where she like talks to the talks to the beauty guides or the beauty people, like whatever. Because it was like a makeup MLM, and she was like basically told them like don't listen to anything this podcast says, oh like it's God. fake, it's like all that stuff, which is like, is this Scientology? I don't right, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, then now it starts to like get you're getting into like some great area when you're like literally like. <laughs> Like discar- like disparaging anything anyone ever says against like your company or like whatever. Um, I also was thinking today. Um, 
I would like some type of podcast, some type of something about uh, like race in cults, because I'm finding yeah. I'm finding that a majority of the things that we're watching and that could just be they're, they're white people that yeah. that are that are uh, I don't want to like that are being uh, victims of of these cults, and I feel like when you're looking at a long history of cults, it tends to skew white, which is super, I don't know, that's interesting to me. It was just something I thought about today, and I'm wondering if it's, like, uh, like a, uh, uh, like, money thing, um, if it's, if it's just, like, a geographical thing, like, I don't, I don't know, it's yeah. something that I thought of, and I was, like, this is, like, super, very it's interesting. It's also, like, if it's something like a Nexium or Scientology, um, it's looking for someone who has at least a little bit some, like, disposable income, right. and I think that that can also be, like, a factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. that, but, I mean, it is interesting with the MLM things, like, people will literally give, like, their last $300, because they're, like, this is, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna be a small business owner, right. <laughs> and then, and then it's literally, you have to pay, like, 100 like five hundred to a thousand dollars for like a starter kit, and then like basically in all of them, they're saying like you don't get any promotional materials. Like you need to pay for them, mm-hmm. and like all this stuff, and then you have to have parties, and that costs money. Yeah, and like yeah, so I don't know. That's just that's where I've been in content wise. Yeah, so. it's also interesting. Um, we're gonna move on to the uh, beer in just a second. Um. I haven't watched any Bravo stuff this week. I haven't watched um, Potomac or Salt Lake City. So yeah, I, I haven't watched any Bravo. So I don't, I don't have anything. Well, next time uh, we, we have an episode. Guys, we're not. Uh, we're off next week. So we will be back for an episode um, that will be coming to you on Black Friday. Um, Black Friday. Uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have more cult content and we will uh, be able to talk about Bravo. Uh, just as a little tease, uh, because we've been so into cults, we are going to be doing a cult month probably in the new year, um, because we already have our theme for December picked out, but maybe we'll kick off 2021 with, uh, cult movies because me and Harley have been talking about cults and and cult movies that, and today I was literally Googling cult, cult movies, uh, and sending Harley like different ones. Yeah, I'm... I'm like that's like the only content that's like really giving me life. I feel like <laughs> super interesting. Um, but yeah, let's get into the movie and everything like that. So this week we watched the hundred foot journey. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, I kept calling it the hundred like foot walk or something. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but I guess. I, I mean, I guess walk and journey are like synonyms, so it could be. Um, and we are drinking, well, I'm drinking, Michael drinks this at a later date, um, but hold on, I just had this stuff and I put it away. Okay, we're drinking Big Luscious, which is um, by Founders Brewing Company, um, I think they're in Michigan, they're from Michigan, um, and it is a stout that's brewed with chocolate and raspberry, and like I was saying at the, the start of the episode, like it tastes like those... Those little Brooks... Is it Brookstone or Brookside? What is it called? I think it's Brookside. Brookside. Okay, we'll say... Um, Brookstone is the store where they have, like, massage chairs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is 7.8%, so it's kind of hefty. Um, rate Beer rating is 99. I don't know what that is, but I kind of want to start looking into that. Um, it's seasonal, so it's only available for a few months, October to December. Mm. Um, so, it says, a rich and robust stout serves as a foundation for... 
decadent dessert beer. Um, raspberries lend a tart and refreshing sweetness, while the addition of dark chocolate takes it to an indulgent level. Big, yet balanced, big luscious, is perfect for sharing with your friends and family, or keep it all to yourself, we won't tell. What was the name of it? Big Luscious. Big Luscious. Big Luscious. Big um, luscious. I'm really enjoying it as as of right now. Um, it definitely is sweet. It's definitely not... I didn't eat dinner yet, which is like 9 p.m. and I need to eat dinner, but um, it's definitely not something you want to eat and drink before dinner, I don't think. <laughs> it's definitely a dessert beer. Um, so I got some three reviews for us today. Um... Here. Let's see. Sorry. All right. This tastes like a jelly ring. Liquid raspberry and chocolate, but no char. I don't really know what that means. No, what does that um, mean? um, it was almost too sweet. Was surprised this was an imperial stout, though. The body was disappointingly light with good carbonation. Alcohol was hidden. So this is from hmm. someone who drank this in New Jersey in 2015, um, the 1st of January, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so out of, this is also a beer advocate one. So, you know, a little bit out of, the, there can be anything, point five, six, seven, eight, whatever. So, um, so out of five, what do you think that one is? I think that's a 3.36. Well, this guy was pretty misleading with his stuff. Oh. He gave it a 4.21. Oh, wow, that's high. Yeah. That's very high. Okay, here's another. I'm a big fan of Founders, and I was excited to find this over the holidays, but I was very disappointed. Dot, oh. dot, dot. Way too sweet. Tastes like cough syrup. Could not finish. Like cough syrup? And this, um, I don't agree with that. Um, and this person drank it in Alabama again in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> no one has, uh, updated this recently. Um, I think... uh, the other one I have is from 2014, so I guess no one is really, maybe they haven't let it out in a while. Um, I think that one is a 3.12. He couldn't finish it. I don't know, but I still, I didn't think we were going that low. Um, okay, let's do one more. Okay. The beer truck said it best, so I'm assuming that's another username. Uh -huh. Um, this is full of a real raspberry juicy flavor. Um, very much a dessert beer, super tasty, a little bit tart, sweet and chocolate, chocolatey and super smooth. Grab this while it's around, especially if you're a chocolate covered raspberry. If you like chocolate covered raspberry because it's in a bottle. I do like chocolate covered raspberry. I never had chocolate covered raspberry before. I have a chocolate covered strawberry, but <laughs> you could chocolate cover anything. I guess, true. Okay, so out of five. Uh four point one two. Four point two five. So wow. that was the closest one. Closest one. And that was from twenty fourteen? Um, that was twenty fourteen, yeah. Maybe you should, maybe you should add a review so that it's not just five years ago. I maybe I think all the other reviews were like the more recent ones were like when they do the tea, like taste, aroma, oh, this, yeah, that, yeah. and they were like too too long. 
I feel you. He drank it in Florida, though. Oh, no? He drank it in Virginia. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So we are continuing food month with this uh, film, The 100 Foot Journey. This was one Harley had requested to watch. Yeah, because I remember seeing um, a trailer for it, like, whenever it came out, like, in, what, 2014 or something? Um, and do you say 14 or is it 16? I didn't say yet. Uh, it was 2014, yeah. Yeah, um, and I remember being like, that was, like, when I was big into my food vibe. The, and same, the same year that the reviews are from for the beer. Exactly. Um, that's why I did that's that. Why you did it. Um, <laughs> it's so mad. But, um, but I was i did not love this movie it's so shocking to me the things that you do like the things that you don't like um because i would have thought that this is a harley chase movie written all over it and like i mean it's food and acceptance like that is that is you personified (laughs) yeah i don't know it was like um too many stories going on at once okay they were trying too much and i didn't like that and I was just like, this movie could have ended half an hour to an hour earlier if they just... Yes. Okay, so I do want to talk about that because I did start to lose interest towards the very end. But Yeah, um, not did... very end. As soon as, the, as soon as her and the dad started to like have a relationship, not... I was like, what does this mean? There's no need. No need. <laughs> Put a pin in that because I have real when issues. When he burns his hands and then is like, oh, I can cook right now. And then she's going to give me a job right now. I'm like, okay. What do you think this is on Rotten Tomatoes? I think I looked it up. Isn't it like a 60 or 70 something? 72? It's a 67. It's okay. Yeah. Director. I don't know how to say this person's name. So I'm so sorry. Director Lasse Hallstrom uh, does lovely work. And Helen Mirren is always worth watching. But the 100 foot journey travels predictable ground already covered by countless feel good dramedies. Sure. Um... This was. I mean, I don't. I feel like it hasn't been. It's not. I guess like the theme has been done. Like it's like an outcast, then gets in. Like is like uh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, it's it's very much like uh uh new people move into a town. The townspeople don't like them. They don't understand them. Uh, they're kind of bigots. Um, Yeah. uh, And they learn to, like, coexist and appreciate each other through the power of food. Um, That that, that would be my pitch if I was pitching to a a producer. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, maybe you haven't seen it before, like, as far as, like, a food thing, uh, but the story itself, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me when when movies are cliche or you know exactly what's gonna like most rom-coms most romantic movies you know where we're going with it you know how things are gonna end but if the journey if the hundred foot journey um to get there is is fun and enjoyable i don't mind that we're hitting the same beats that we've hit a million times in other movies it doesn't really bother me um just like it didn't bother me for me though i enjoyed like, it i thought it was quite cute and and like heartwarming um i i agree with you that that is like the very lead, long i thought the lead boy was very cute he's very I thought cute. The, lead, the lead girl was very pretty and then helen mirren is she french or no no she's british uh helen mirren got a golden globe nomination for this film which to that I, to oh <laughs> go ahead you you i think 
she deserves it. No? No. <laughs> Why? Because I've seen her in other things that I am like, I'm, I don't think this is, this is a Helen Mirren, uh, Golden Globe performance. Uh, but like Golden Globes don't really matter that much. Like that's like the foo foo ones. Well, they're but they're like I feel like when you're talking awards, they're the ones right below Oscars when people think of them. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. Um. So I, I, I'm I, I'm reeling from the fact that every time you've watched something with Laura Dern, you've said that that she could be replaceable. She's not doing it for you, and yet you're over here bracing Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren for her snooty French accent. Yeah, well, honestly, I was impressed about her her speaking French, and she isn't French. Okay, um, hold on. This movie was released on August eighth, twenty fourteen. Oh my god! Right before my birthday. Yeah, you should have went. Um, I do want to say that this was uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey. Um, was this a book? Yes. Okay. And also based, it seems based like a book. and also based on a true story apparently. Um, hmm. Budget was twenty two million. It opened opening weekend. It made uh, eleven million, and it went on to gross eighty nine million worldwide. Fifty four wow. fifty four million in the in the U S. Wow, that's um, pretty good then, right? Yes, very good. For, like, the small... I feel like probably when it came out, not a lot of people probably knew, like, about it. Yeah. Um, the Just some trivia. The two restaurants facing each other were digitally created. The Maison Mumbai actually faced a large field. The producers paved a 75-meter stretch of road and built a building facade on the opposite side with a blue screen on the top. Um, okay. During an argument between Madame Mallory and Mr. Hassan, he accuses her of sitting up there in her room upstairs like a queen, which is funny because Dame Helen Mirren played the title role of the queen for which she won the Oscar. Gotcha. Um, the, the name of the fancy restaurant, I, I, don't, speak, I don't speak French, so this, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Les Saul Plirera. Uh, <laughs> means the weeping willow. Um, although the novel is set in the 1990s, the story was modernized for the film. Okay. Um, that's really all the the trivia that I have. I do want to talk about how much I didn't know about Michelin stars, and then I googled them, and they literally do have to do with the tire company. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, and I said, this is wild. Why? Why? Like, why? And then I looked at the history, and it said... The Michelin Tire people used to do, like, a book where they have places, like, to stay and to eat, but then they hired, like, actual, like, food critics and stuff to go to the places. So that's why it happened to be. But I didn't realize that it was, like, literally I was going to Google it and see the big Michelin man. <laughs> yes. Um, this movie reminds me uh, a lot of uh, on on. Dallas Housewives when they went to I don't remember where they went to uh, uh, Norway or wherever they went and oh where where, where Carrie's family was yeah from Denmark 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 yeah yeah um and Stephanie is like I hate fancy food because it it looks nice but always tastes like shit this, yeah that's like what this movie like reminded me of uh I I like this one for the food more than I liked Ratatouille for the food I was more invested in this movie than I was for. Ratatouille, aka Little Chef, aka Remy. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I know. Liked, I liked the animated food in what? I don't know. No, the food. I mean, the food looked. I liked 
the chopping. I like the being in the kitchen of it all. I like the making the sauces. I like the whole thing with the four, the the four or five French sauces to make bechamel, like yeah. the tomato blenders, whatever. I like that. I like that vibe. But the, I like the them being in the kitchen and him cooking and him making the the whatever pigeon stuff. Yeah, was it pigeon? It was pigeon. <laughs> And then they were so mad that they were cooking chicken and put set of pigeon, and I was like, "What?" Well, because they they okay. So this uh, Indian family moves after their mom dies uh, to this small Paris or to the small French town outside of Paris. Um, well, they go to London first. They go to London and then first, yeah. It was too rainy. Yep, and too cold. Um, so they moved to Paris. I like the beginning scene when they're, like, they're going through that and they're talking, like, they're at the customs people. Yeah. And he's, like, saying the vegetables just weren't fresh and stuff like that. And, like, they went and talked with everybody. I thought that was cute. Yeah, and I like how, like, the customs guy is, like, uh, asking a whole bunch of questions. And he's, like, well, I'm a chef. Like, here's a sandwich. And the customs guy is, like, no. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, they moved to this, to this small French town and right across, uh, they buy a restaurant, uh, and, and they're going to make it into an Indian restaurant. And right across the street is this super fancy Michelin star French restaurant that everyone in town goes to. And that's owned by Helen Mirren's character, whose husband has died. Uh, why? Because we needed her to fall in love with the, the dad of the other. We Which it's like, we don't even really know if they ever fall in love. I think that that is one of the weakest points in this. It is, I agree. In this movie. And it's so eye rolly. And I'm going to say it that, like, Helen, like, her character would never date that yes. that guy. She just yeah. wouldn't. Like, if there's, like, there's no. They, they could be friends. I see them as very good friends. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't see them as romantically involved. And I feel like the film didn't know what to do with... If they were. If they yeah. were. Yeah, like, they just didn't know. Like, it was so strange to me. Um, like, and it also came up, I feel like, so late in the movie. Yeah, I thought the movie was ending, and then I literally saw there was, like, one 25 minutes later, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, that, that's, like, the big thing is because... I like a lot of the stuff. I like uh, Hassan's relationship with Marguerite. I like how Marguerite's giving him the cookbooks and she works at the restaurant and she's teaching him yeah. about the local mushrooms and, like, all this stuff. And he is, like, slowly, like, wanting to learn about other cuisines besides just cooking Indian food and, like, incorporating yeah. it. And he wants to be... He, he keeps referring to himself as a, as a cook, but everyone keeps calling him a chef. And he's like, no, I'm not yeah. a chef. I'm a cook. Yeah, I'm um, not trained. Yeah. And I, I like all of that stuff. I like... I like like um like uh um when when he's like cooking the omelet like with with her after he burns his hands uh -huh. like I like that I think like that stuff is cool um and then towards the end it it it's it feels so it feels disconjointed and like like you said like it's it's a totally different movie he, now he's in Paris and he's like this hot and like, he's like literally like infusing like masala and hay and, and like like she's like like hiring him to get another Michelin star and it's and and now you have like this weird uh subplot of like Marguerite kind of being mad because like she was sous, sous chef which like rightfully so like this guy came in out yeah. of nowhere and like and you helped him like and you helped yeah. him and he literally just like beat your way to the t beat you to the top yeah so I agree that like the ending like probably like 45 minutes feel like a tire an entirely different movie um, but I like everything before that, and I think it's, like, easy breezy beautiful cover girl of, like, 
looking at beautiful French scenery, looking at yeah. delicious Indian food, looking at... I like being in the... I like the market scenes yeah. and, like, the things With, like that. Like, I, I like, really like the picturesque thing of it, but I just thought, to me, like, would I watch... Will I ever need to watch this movie again? No, not really. I don't I like probably that. would, to be honest. I don't think I would watch it again. I just was like... I thought it was fine. I thought it was, like, an okay, like, maybe I'd keep it on in the background of something, but am I going to give my full attention to it for another, whatever, two and a half hours now? I think that this is uh, an issue that, like, we are running into with these first two food movies, is that, like, the food isn't the central point of the movie. Um, yeah. And I think that in the last one we're doing, it's a little bit more plot. Also, the last one... I mean, the last one we're doing, it's got, like, a stellar cast. Yeah. Like, the cast... Not saying that these these two movies didn't have a great cast, but, right. like, it's it got a great cast. It's got, like, a leadingly... A leadingly... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also got, a, like, a character that is, like... Iconic. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, whereas this, I think, I think the food takes it more of a backseat. I still was into looking at the food. Yeah. And, like, wanting, and, like, I, I, like, when she was mentioning the four sauces, like, I was Googling the four sauces. Yeah, same thing, too. I thought that was, that was, like, my favorite part when they were, like, in the kitchen doing that, when he made, like, the thing with the truffle and, like, did, like, looked at the books and stuff. Like, I did like the food aspect of it, but... I there are parts, parts that I would be like cut this, cut this. I like. think I think that like the whole setting fire was a little bit insane. It came out of complete left field. Yes, I, yeah. I understood. I mean, like the chef, the chef that worked at the restaurant was like a racist and like hated them and all this other stuff. But also, she fueled it. Like she, she fueled that, and she was like, "You're fired." Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like honestly, it was kind of her doing. He probably wanted to like just be like chummy with the boss right yeah no i agree and i i do love the marketplace stuff i love how she like slyly makes uh like gets them to show her the menu and then like goes and orders all of their stuff i was like wow yeah. evil i do hate i do hate when she like starts to clean off all the fire stuff from the thing because i'm like you just look like you're really guilty i like mind when- it I don't know. It was a little like like hokey, like eh, yeah, like like now you're seeing this this rigid character like have feelings. Yeah, um, and then she's like, I need him to be in my. Then she does. Well, she does the she does the omelet thing, and then she's like, I'm gonna sleep here until he wants to be my friend. <laughs> I loved that omelet scene. I thought that omelet scene was so good. Um, I hated that his hands were burnt. I thought that was ridiculous. Um. Also, like, you would not... It was the same day they were burnt. And also, like, that was, when when they, like, cut to him, he was on fire. He was on fire. Like, his hands would be a crisp. Would be yeah. a crisp, because it took a very long time of his hands being on fire before yeah. he put out his hands. He would literally need a skin graft, so... <laughs> yes. um, Can you recommend anyone to him, Harley? I could I could tell my doctor that I go to. Um, my skin graft was not four yet, but in January before. But my wound is four years old. Isn't that wild? Happy birthday! <laughs> um, actually, what's it called? Is it's birthday? Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Um, yeah. which we we didn't even celebrate. Sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I I was charmed by the movie. I liked, like I said, I liked this more than I liked Ratatouille. Um, 
And I liked the food in this more than I liked the food in Ratatouille. Yeah, because it was like real food. I still fun. like the food. I still like the food in Ratatouille. All right. I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how the Ratatouille looked, actually. Um... And I'm not talking about the little chef. No. Uh, I wouldn't eat the rat. I also wouldn't eat pigeon. That, to me, was disgusting. I mean, I, thought, I didn't know that that was, like, a thing, I guess, that the French eat. But, like, I was thinking, like, isn't it more, like, don't they eat quail and stuff? Like, I never heard of pigeon. I thought it but... was, yeah. And then, and then when they were in the market and... She was like, what? The pigeon's all sold out. The pigeon, pigeon, pigeon. I was like, okay, so yeah. pigeon is, like, gonna be, like, 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 it's not real pigeon. And then, and then the dad literally walked in with a box of pigeons, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, they were live? I don't... They were, they were dead pigeons in, in a crate. Um... I did. Uh, in 2018, there was an article written that says Americans used to eat pigeons all the time, and it may be coming back. No. Um, uh, I did love the the parts when it's both of them, uh, like, filing different infractions on the other person over, like, stupid stuff. Yeah. And she's, yeah. Like, she's like, he doesn't have a, bil- a, <laughs> a building permit to hang up that yeah. line. And then, like... Uh, then they have to take it down, which I thought was so sad. It was, I was so sad. Like, I loved it. But then they were talking about the, the I like what I like seeing I think the reason that she won the Golden Globe or was she just nominated or she, she was just win? nominated. Well I think she was nominated before the scene of her in the hoodie with the digital cam which in two thousand fourteen there was you had a phone, you didn't have a digital camera. It's not like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, heck yeah, she'd have a digital camera. Two thousand fourteen, right. no. But hoodie Digital camera taking pictures of the chickens <laughs> and <laughs> saying they're not. And then I was like, they're not vaccinated. Which I'm like, how do you even know? Yeah, um, I also loved to go back to the to the when she's washing the 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 the, the stuff off of the wall because they her chef spray painted a, a a slur I'm assuming or something bad on the restaurant wall. Um, of Hassan and his family and she's like scrubbing it off and he comes out and he's like you don't need to do it like it's my wall and yeah. she's like she's like actually it's the town's wall because I was gonna I was gonna uh, have them build it up uh, two, more, so, two, more, two more stories so that we didn't have to look at your restaurant they told me I couldn't yeah. <laughs> um, which I thought was very funny yeah uh, I don't know I just I don't know I liked it it was fun it was a nice it was an easy watch Talking about it more makes me like it more, but I don't like it. Definitely wasn't. I I would put it in this around the same exact place as Ratatouille in my in my book. All right, all right. You're gonna have to tell remind me when I gave Ratatouille. I will. Um, good segue. So let's get into that. Uh, Harley, what are you gonna give the beer? Um, I'm gonna give the beer a four point two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 3.9. 3.9. 3.9? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 3.9. All right, all right. All right. And once I try it, I will enter my score. Um, all right. So what are you going to give the 100-foot journey? But I give Ratatouille. Give Ratatouille a 3.2. Three, a 3. I'm going to also give this a 3.2. I'll give this a 3.4, actually. Uh, I'll give it a 3.2. I'll give it a 3.2. Live my truth. <laughs> Live your truth. I'm going to give it a 3.4. Okay. 
there we go. Even three point three. Yeah. So it's it's all good. Um, it beats Ratatouille. I will say that because I gave Ratatouille a horrible score. What'd you give it? Uh, two point seven. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the noise. Um, that's a little insulting. Uh, I think it's warranted. Okay. Um, to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. Okay. Um, do you have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. Um. No, I don't think so. Just the usual. We rate, subscribe. Um, if did you want to say what what we're gonna do for December? Since we're almost there, we only have one more episode. Oh, we're doing Netflix Christmas movies, guys, new ones. Yeah, we're doing two uh, new ones um, that are coming out this month, and then I th I think on the list is one from last Christmas. Um, so it's newer. <laughs> Well, then talk about... I don't know which one you're talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to do Christmas movies. Um, I realized today that two of them are musicals. I feel like every Christmas movie should be a musical. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so something to look forward to as we enter into the holiday season. That's crazy to say. Christmas is already over. <laughs> I'll say it here on the podcast. It already ended. <laughs> we're in 2021. Uh, all right, go ahead, Harley. Take us out. So you know the deal. Rate five stars. Subscribe. Um, share it with your friends over the holidays, your family. It's all we ask. Just like people might be. I mean, honestly, I don't know what what conversations are. Like, are people people will still be talking about politics, whatever. Bring on the brews on film. We don't get too political. If if any of your family or friends are into cults, if you know, <laughs> if you're if you in know a any, if, or you you one. Call us in or just comment or email us if you know any good cult movies or like any good cult content, whether that be a podcast, a TV show, a docu-series. Yeah, Please, DM for us. my own viewing and then for also for the, the cult month. Um, but other than that, um, have a great weekend. We'll see you in well, two weeks. So happy Thanksgiving because um, we'll see you. We'll hear you talk to you the day after. Cheers. <laughs>